0: While Hancock was trying to extricate Barlow's division, it left Warren in command of the general attack that Grant intended to make on the center. Warren was eager to make the assault, still smarting from perceived criticism over his timidity the previous two days. But in so doing, he ended up ordering an attack that was uncoordinated with Hancock's men on the right, or Wright's men on the left. Despite having tried to reconnoiter in force twice and being pushed back both times, Warren recommended making an assault on the Confederate Center, and his uncoordinated attack was quickly repulsed at 4 o'clock p.m. As Warren began reforming his lines, this time to make a coordinated attack, one of the divisions in Wright's Sixth Corps did not realize that the general attack at 5 o'clock p.m. had been delayed. Gershom Mott, whose division had performed poorly at the Wilderness, had even less luck when it made an uncoordinated attack at that hour. When Early's two divisions had shifted to the left to attack Hancock, it left Cadmus Wilcox's division on the right flank, where it opposed Burnside's entire corps. Luckily for the Confederates, Grant had thought that the Confederates had been shifting more soldiers to their right instead of their left, leaving the Union High Command with no idea that Burnside so heavily outnumbered the enemy in his front. Since Burnside was only ordered to reconnoiter in force, he stopped advancing down the road, almost as soon as he came into contact with Wilcox's division, and at that point, Grant started to worry about the gap between Wright's Corps and Burnside's Corps. Had Grant kept Sheridan's cavalry with him, such a reconnaissance might have already been done by the cavalry, and he would have had a better idea of what was in Burnside's front. But since he had allowed Sheridan to leave the army with no cavalry, later that night he pulled Burnside back to close the gap with Wright's Corps. "'losing a chance to overwhelm Lee's right flank. "'It was something he greatly regretted after the war, "'writing, Burnside on the left had got up to within a few hundred yards "'of Spotsylvania Courthouse, completely turning Lee's right. "'He was not aware of the importance of the advantage he had gained, "'and I, being with the troops where the heavy fighting was, "'did not know of it at the time. "'He had gained his position with but little fighting, "'and almost without loss.' Burnside's position now separated him widely from Wright's Corps, the Corps nearest to him. At night he was ordered to join on to this. This brought him back about a mile and lost to us an important advantage. I attach no blame to Burnside for this, but I do to myself for not having had a staff officer with him to report to me his position. There had been fighting by all of the Union Corps along each sector of the lines, but the most famous assault on the 10th was made by 12 regiments under the command of 24-year-old Colonel Emory Upton, consisting of mixed elements of Wright's Corps. This storming party was sent out at 6 p.m., with the intention of quickly rushing into the Confederate trenches and creating at least a minor breakthrough in the Confederate lines that could then be further breached by reinforcements. By using an unusual battle formation and not pausing to stop and fire, Upton's small attack force gained a surprising success, at least at first. Grant explained. Wright also reconnoitered his front and gained a considerably advanced position from the one he started from. He then organized a storming party, consisting of twelve regiments, and assigned Colonel Emory Upton of the 121st New York Volunteers to the command of it. About four o'clock in the afternoon, the assault was ordered. Warren's and Wright's Corps with Mott's division of Hancock's corps to move simultaneously. The movement was prompt, and in a few minutes the fiercest of struggles began. The battlefield was so densely covered with forest that but little could be seen, by any one person, as to the progress made. Meade and I occupied the best position we could get in rear of Warren. Warren was repulsed with heavy loss, General J.C. Rice being among the killed. He was not followed, however, by the enemy and was thereby enabled to reorganize his command as soon as covered from the guns of the enemy.